Amen. Acts chapter 12. And I do want to say this tonight before we, before we go in. Uh, so we do have a total of the missions, the missions fund that we was going to do separate. And uh, I, I, do, I do fully trust God to grow this. But it's still not bad. Man, it's not bad at all. Uh, it looks like it's going to be 110 a month. Amen. And so that's at least two more missionaries than what we were taking on before. And so we'll start that, Lord willing. Uh, I don't know when to do it. I, I guess next Sunday we'll go ahead and start it this coming. Uh, we'll just do that during Sunday school. And uh, we'll, we, I'm on the verge of getting some envelopes. Uh, there's a printing ministry and, uh, over in Wilkesboro, and he'll leave the envelopes for me. I'll just pick them up, and we'll have them, but they'll say missions on them. And that way we can keep all that separate. But the ones that's took up during the Sunday school, we'll, we'll know what that is. But the people that, that can't make it to Sunday school, make it in 11, that are wanting to give, that way they can give too, and, and they'll keep it separate. Does that make sense? It makes sense to me. Does it make sense to y'all? Amen. All right. Well, that's good. If it don't, you can tell me later. I know sometimes you don't want to talk right now, but that's fine. Acts chapter 12. You find your place. Say amen. 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 Acts chapter number 12, verse number 7 through verse number 15. The Bible said, And behold, the angel of the Lord came upon him, and a light shined in the prison, and he smote Peter on the side and raised him up, saying, Arise up quickly. And his chains fell off from his hands. And the angel said to him, Girt thyself, and bind on thy sandals. And so he did. And he saith unto him, Cast thy garment about thee, and follow me. And he went out and followed him, and wist not that it was true which was done by the angel, but thought he saw a vision. The Bible said, When they were past the first and the second ward, they came unto the iron gate that leadeth unto the city, which opened them of his own accord. And they went out and passed on through the street, and forthwith the angel departed from him. And when Peter was come to himself, he said, Now I know of a surety that the Lord hath sent his angel and hath delivered me out of the hand of Herod and from all the expectation of the people of the Jews. And when he had considered the thing, he came to the house of Mary, the mother of John, whose surname was Mark, where many were gathered together praying. And as Peter knocked at the door of the gate, a damsel came to hearken, this is important, named Rhoda. And when she knew Peter's voice, she opened not the gate for gladness, but ran in and told how Peter stood before the gate. And they said unto her, Thou art mad. But she constantly affirmed that it was even so. Then said they, It is his angel. We'll stop there for the sake of time tonight. But in our last study, we have been looking at now how that the church has been under severe persecution. All because of this king named Herod tonight who just wants to make himself look good uh, with the Jews, all right? So to make himself look good, we see that he's now killing the people of God 
so he can get ahead in life. Well, that's a real good thing to do, ain't it? Uh, may I say to you tonight, that's what people like to do as well. They like to tear your name down so that they can get to the top. We're living in a day where nobody cares about fellow man anymore. And, 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 I, and I said this uh, over there, I'm going to say it over here. Yeah, we're living in a day where it should not be that way in the church. Amen? So, uh, anyway, he's killing the people of God so he can get ahead in life. And so he'll have a good standing with, uh, with the people here. But now, before we go any further into this tonight, I want to say that this is what a lot of people of the world do in our day and time. They'd rather be popular with man than they'd be popular with God. Friend, we're living in a day today where men and ladies both think as long as they can get to the top, they don't care how they have to get there. I'm telling you, that is a terrible attitude to have in our day and time, friend. Uh, but anyhow, we see that. But it's being popular with God tonight that's going to matter when we leave this world behind. I wish there was more teenagers to hear this or or people in school, because that's what they do in school. They try to work their way up to be the most popular, only to find out after high school that none of that made a hill of beans anyhow. Amen. That's that's the truth. But uh, none of that's going to be uh, going to matter uh, when we leave this world behind. There are some men in our text tonight who were going with God instead of going with man. But we know tonight that Herod was not. We saw that as we looked in our Bible in verse one through two. So the Bible said there, now about that time, Herod the king stretched forth his hands to vex certain of the church. And he killed James, the brother of John, with the sword. So now people began dying for what you and I believe. So we see that, then we see that James is not the only one tonight that's going to have to suffer for the cause of Christ as well. Herod saw that killing James pleased those Jews. And we would see that in verse number 3. Then we uh, see that he's also going to take Peter. Look again, verse 3 through 4. The Bible said, And because he saw it pleased the Jews, he proceeded further to take Peter also. Then were the days of unleavened bread. And when he had apprehended him, Peter, he, uh, he put him in prison and delivered him to four quaternions of soldiers to keep him, intending after Easter to bring him forth to the people. So we see tonight there that Herod delivers Peter, as we said in our last study, and he's put Peter into prison now. Then we see that he has him surrounded by 16 soldiers. The situation looked hopeless. You remember that? Uh, we said that. And I've still not figured out why in the world that he put 16 soldiers to watch over this man. I, I did say this in our last study. Maybe Herod knew how big a God he was going up against. Amen. But, and I also thought about this. Maybe God done this to show you and me just how big of a miracle that he could really work. I mean, here's 16 soldiers over this man. And God is about to do something that is amazing tonight. I'm telling you, friend, our God's not a little God. He's a big God tonight, friend. He answers prayers that we thought he could never answer. But friend, listen, I also thought about that. And there's nothing that's impossible with God. When the child of God gets on their knees and on their hands, and when they cry out to God and seek God with all their heart, friend, I don't know why he done that, but that's just some of my take on it, I guess you could say. So we saw that. We read what happened while he's in prison. Something's going on on the outside of that prison that is causing something to happen on the inside of that prison. 
Well, the Bible says in verse number 5, Peter therefore was kept in prison, but prayer was made without ceasing of the church unto God for him. So when God's people get to praying, God gets busy to work Amen. He even began working in the next verse. The Bible says in verse number 6, And when Herod would have brought him forth, the same night Peter was sleeping between two soldiers, bound with two chains, and the keepers before the door kept the prison. So Peter is sleeping so soundly in our text. Why do you think that happened? God's people's praying. And that not even Mr. Herod could bother Peter while he's sleeping in the middle of these soldiers. He's got chains on his hands. He is asleep tonight. He's got a peace that passeth all understanding because he knows how big God is. Amen. That's how we ought to be when we go through trials and go through storms. Lots of times it tears us up from the inside out. But really, friend, there's nothing that catches off that catches God off guard. And we're in Him and He's in us. So we shouldn't get as tore up maybe as we do. And I'm I'm talking to me tonight. But sometimes we get tore up when we shouldn't, don't we? You ever gotten tore up about something only to find out later? I really shouldn't have got that aggravated or tore up about that. I do that a lot. But the reason I fully believe that he would not disturb him was because prayer was being made. If Herod had taken Peter at that time, Peter would have probably died. He was going to take him. But thank God something was happening on the outside of the prison that was causing things to change in the inside of the prison. And friend, it's on Wednesday night that some people don't think they should show up to the house of God on Wednesday night. We don't have that problem too much here. We really don't. Some people can't make it. I understand that. But friend, there's lots of places where Wednesday night's the weakest service that you ever had. It's true. My home church has 120 people on Sunday morning and 60 on Wednesday night. That's a big drop, ain't it? So, friend, a prayer meeting is one of the most important meetings that we have as the people of God. When the church gets down and gets to pray, even though we can't fix things, it's us. It is then and it's there. We serve the God who can fix things. Friend, it is as we pray for pastors, as we pray for people, it's as we pray for revivals, as we pray for the sick, that many times we've got to see God work on the inside of those places or to hear about what God did when we pray. You know what happens? Something on the outside is moving to the inside. We're praying on the outside of meetings, but then yet God is working on the inside because of a people that pray. Well, we see all that. Let's get back to our study. Read again verse number 7. The Bible said this. I'm going to give you a whole lot tonight to say what I'm going to say at the end. I really am. Verse number 7. And behold, the angel of the Lord came upon him, and a light shined in the prison. And he smote Peter on the side and raised him up, saying, Rise up quickly. And his chains fell off from his hands. So while Peter is sleeping so soundly in chains between soldiers, now something begins to happen. An angel has now come to the rescue of Peter. And again, we know tonight that angels are here for us. That's amazing to me. The Bible said in Hebrews chapter 1 verse number 14 when talking about angels, the Bible says, Are they not all ministering spirits sent forth to minister for them who shall be heirs of salvation? 
We know that angels watch out for us tonight. There's a lot of people don't believe this, but it's true anyhow, despite what people say. There's angels watching out for us. We know tonight uh, this uh, about them as well. They're not weak, but angels are strong. The Bible said in Psalm 100, Psalm 103 and verse number 20, Bless the Lord, ye his angels, that excel in strength. That's the word of God. That do his commandments, hearkening unto the voice of his word. There's one occasion, uh, in, one occasion in our word of God tonight that an angel of the Lord destroyed a whole army. Angels can do a lot. Amen. The Bible said in 2 Kings chapter 19 and verse 35. And it came to pass that night that the angel of the Lord went out and smote in the camp of the Assyrians and hundred fourscore and five thousand and when they arose early in the morning, behold, they were all dead corpses. That is 185,000 soldiers dead, one angel. They're powerful. I'm glad they're on our side, ain't you? Friend, it's amazing what an angel can do. Just think about how much really goes on tonight that you and I really don't see behind the scenes. I wonder how many times they protected us from things unseen in our life. It was even while Daniel was in the lion's den. An angel closed the mouth of the lions, right? The Bible said in Daniel 6 and 22, My God has sent His angel and has shut the lion's mouth, that they have not hurt me. For as much as before him, innocency was found in me. And also before thee, O king, have I done no hurt. So it's angels that can do amazing things. I mean, for young angels were with Jesus Christ while he walked upon the earth. The Bible said in Matthew 4 and 6, And saith unto him, If thou be the Son of God, cast thyself down, for it is written, He shall give his angels charge concerning thee. And in their hands they shall bear thee up, lest at any time thou dash thy foot against the salt. So it's that point in our word of God, the devil is tempting Jesus. Right? And we know Jesus Christ said every time that, that the devil tempted him, he gave him the word of God. Every single time. But listen to this. After the tempting of Satan was done upon Christ, listen to what the Bible said. Matthew 4 and 11, Then the devil leaveth him, and behold, angels came and ministered unto him. Huh. They were there for Christ. They're here for us. And friend, here they are, and this angel is there for Peter in our text. But all this was happening because God's people was praying. Is that not amazing? You mean God cares enough when we pray to send an angel somewhere and to watch over somebody? Yes, I believe it 100% wholeheartedly, don't you? Now that's amazing. But that's God. I don't understand it, but that's God. I'll have to understand it. Amen. Friend, here they are. This angel's there for Peter tonight. He's in the prison. It was like this angel to me was an answer to their prayer to God for Peter. I wonder how many angels sent because we pray. It's this angel that's now in this prison that the Bible said a light shine in the prison. Well, light was now put into a dark place all because God's people got on their knees and prayed. Ain't you glad tonight in your dark situation? When somebody has got you on their heart and they have prayed for you, there's come some light in your dark situation. Oh, friend, ain't you glad tonight what a prayer can do? Boy, amazing. There have been times in my life and Amy's life we didn't know what to do. Prayed. 
Got down and prayed. And God's helped us. Has He ever helped you? Friend, it's still yet amazing what a prayer can do. So we ought to pray. A lot more often than we probably do. I'm, I'm talking to me. But here comes this angel. We see a light shining in the prison cell. So we see that at the presence of this angel, a light's now shining. There are some other instances in the Word of God as well tell us where angels show up. They wore shining garments. The Bible says in Luke 24, 2 through 4. And they found the stone rolled away from the sepulcher. We're familiar with that text. And they entered in and found not the body of the Lord Jesus. And it came to pass, as they were much perplexed thereabout, the whole two men stood by them in shining garments. You know who that was? Angels. Those were angels. And it's now as this light is shining, it's now as well that as this angel standing in prison, that now these men and Peter are still yet sleeping so sound and so good that this angel comes up to Peter who taps him on the shoulder. Could you imagine this? And he says, Peter, it's time to get up. And the soldier's still sleeping. They Might have gave him one of them pokes in the side, old Peter. Like we do to David Green. Oh! Amen. He said, wake up, Peter. I can just see Peter and this angel. It's almost like the angel says, Peter, come on. We got to get out of here. That's how I picture it. But it was this angel that smote him on the side. Next thing that happens is amazing as well. It's now the chains fall off. Now, friend, could you imagine Peter? He's been awoken by this angel. He looks down. His chains come uncuffed. I'd have been shaking in my boots, wouldn't you? I'd have been scared. They're falling off before his hands. There we see that. What a picture of salvation. Really, think about that. Because what one time had us chained up has now been loosed. Amen. By the Holy Ghost of God. Friend, listen, it's now that we see the power of God's in the jail cell. Those chains fall down without even waking the guards tonight. And friend, the thing that shows you and me tonight is the easiness of God and how easy that it is for Him to deliver you and me out of trouble. I mean, friend, it's not hard for Him tonight. He's God. There's even a time where He delivers Paul and Silas with an earthquake. The Bible said in Acts chapter 16, 25-26, and at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God, and the prisoners heard them. And suddenly there was a great earthquake, so that the foundations of the prison were shaken. And immediately all the doors were open, and everyone's bands were loose. Friend, it's right after that they got to lead a jailer that was at that place to the Lord. And then he saved his house. Friend, listen, why in the world do we put so many limitations on God when we read about Him in the Bible? I mean, we are talking about a God tonight who can uh, walk right in a jail cell and only wake one man up and then cause the chains to fall. We are talking about a God tonight that can cause an earthquake just to deliver two of his people and to save another one and his family. Why in the world do we limit God tonight? I'll tell you why. Because our faith Well, did he really do all that? Yeah, he did. He's God. He put it in this Bible, didn't he? It was those people who were down and praying tonight. They must have knew what God could do. They must have believed it. Amen. That angel's in that jail cell. Look at something else. Verse 8. And the angel said to him, Gird thyself and bind on thy sandals. And so he did. 
And he saith unto him, Cast thy garments about thee and follow me. So while these people are praying, while that angel was there, the angel pokes him in the side. Excuse me. Then he's like he's saying, Peter, it's time to get up. Time to get to move. And it sounded like a lot of houses do on Sunday morning. You know, when people are hollering, and it's time to go. We got 10 minutes. We're going to be late. And then the other bunch are saying, oh, would you hush? We got plenty of time. <laughs> I believe I plowed us enough. Amen. I don't know why the angel wanted him to get up so fastly. I don't know that. Or what seems fast anyway. But this I know. Prayers of faith uh, were wanting to be answered by God. And this people again were praying until God done something for old Peter. Amen. Now look at verse number 9. The Bible said, And he went out and followed him, and wist not that it was true which was done by the angel, but thought he saw a vision. It's almost like Peter was still maybe dreaming in his mind. Or maybe you thought, now, how can this really be happening? I mean, in a hopeless and helpless situation like this. Friend, it was happening. It would be amazing that the things we could see happen tonight, even just here at this little church, if we prayed by faith and watched God move. Do we believe it? The people were praying. They weren't caught up in the TV. They were caught up in seeing what God Wanted to do. They probably didn't have TV. That's probably a blessing, ain't it? <laughs> anyway, they probably didn't have Facebook. That's probably a blessing, ain't it? Amen. They were caught up and just wanting to see God do something. That's the way we ought to be. So many times that's just not the way we are. But here in our text, God is working out the miraculous for the people here. He's doing a mighty work for Peter tonight. And here's another thing about it all as well. It was this people that couldn't see what God was doing. Those people that were praying. Think about that. They're in this place. They're praying. They're not seeing a thing God's doing over at Joseph. But you know what they're doing for today? They're still praying. They're still praying. Friend, even though we can't see what God's doing, just pray anyway and keep praying. So many times when you and I pray, it's God that's working on the other end of things. Maybe it seemed this people like God wasn't doing nothing. Right there He was working it out. According to their good, His glory. Let's read, let's read verse 10. The Bible said this, When they were past the first and second ward, they came unto the iron gate that leadeth unto the city, which opened them of his own accord. Huh. And they went out and passed on through one street, and forthwith the angel departed from him. Look at what God's doing now. Now that God, by this angel, he walks Peter through the ward, and it's that ward that's mentioned in our text, it means the first and second stations where guards were on duty at. First and second ward, no problem for God. Is that not amazing? I love this right here. The guards were on duty, so they went now through two sets of guards. I don't know how it all went down, but maybe the guards were sleeping. I don't have no idea. But, or maybe they were awake. Who knows? But the thing we can take away from this is that God was still yet working in what might have seemed a bad situation or impossible. So they walk by those guards. They get to the iron gate, and the iron gate opens up like Walmart doors. Amen. It just looked like, like they just stepped right through it. Friend, ain't that amazing? That's amazing. God made electricity years ago before we did. He didn't even need electricity to do it. He just commanded it to open. Amen. Opens what it done. Now read verse 11. 
Bible said this. And when Peter was come to himself, he said, Now I know of a surety that the Lord has sent his angel and hath delivered me out of the hand of Herod and from all the expectation of the people of the Jews. So it's now that Peter wakes up. He realizes that this is not a dream. But he said, all this really took place. He came to himself and all he could do now is brag on God. He said, God truly sent an angel here. Hey, when he came to himself, he knew then what had happened. Uh, he had been taken by Herod. He had been taken from the expectation of the people of the Jews who had no doubt wanted him dead tonight but friend at the hand of God he's alive and he's well but now look at what else happened verse 12 and when he had considered the thing I don't even know how he comes here what 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 makes him decide to come here and when he had considered the thing he came to the house of Mary the mother of John whose surname was Mark where many were gathered together praying That amazes me. What in the world did he go to Mary's house for? I don't know. But that's where he went. Right there to where those people were praying for him. Is that not amazing? That's God, ain't it? Friend, read verse 13 through 14. The Bible said this. And as Peter knocked at the door of the gate, a damsel came to hearken named Rhoda. And when she knew Peter's voice, she opened out the gate for gladness. But ran in and told how Peter stood before the gate. Now could you imagine the excitement of this lady tonight to hear the voice of Peter in whom they had been praying for tonight. This Rhoda comes to the door to hearken as the Bible said. She wants to see who it was that was there. Then our Bibles, we know she heard the voice of Peter. She knows who it is and she just goes back so fast she forgets to open up the door and she's going in there where they're praying at and she said, hey, I want to tell you something. I'm Prayers are being answered. God's doing something big. Hey, friend, Peter's at the door. But now, let's read verse 15. The Bible said this. They said to her, Thou art mad. What an encouragement. Uh, Ain't it? Thou art mad. You know what they said? You have lost your mind. How about that? Verse 15. They said to her, Thou art mad. But she constantly affirmed that it was even so. Then said they, It's his angel. Well, he was still alive. She ran to tell these people what God had done for them. I can hear her tonight as... She's excited, maybe shouting right in the middle of all this people praying. You know what? Tonight, if God leads you to shout and everybody else sits there, you just go ahead and shout like this lady did. It'll be all right. Amen. Don't let people discourage you from having a good time in the Lord. Amen. I can see her saying, hey, you can cease from praying. It's praise time. I can see her as she's crying. Peter's at the door. God's answered our prayer. He's at the door. Then we see this people. We see they say to her, just how awful it is is this people didn't have any faith in their prayer life. Now you think about that for a minute. They're praying for him. They didn't really believe God would answer. If they had have, they'd have been shouting the house down too. Right? 
Now here's what God showed me this week. The name Rhoda means a rose. We know that in the Word of God, names lots of times mean how that person's going to live their lives. And right here is a rose amongst a bunch of thorns. That's the way I like to put it. A rose amongst a bunch of, bunch of thorns. She's encouraged, enjoying what God is doing in her life. But now here's this people and they say, listen, lady, you have lost your mind and you are absolutely crazy. My pastor went to a church one time. Everybody come from the altar. God moved in that place. And you know what one man had the gall to say to him? Or one lady, I'm sorry, had the gall to say to him. We don't need services like this. I've run this church for 60 years and we don't need it. Huh. You know what those people should have done? Probably should have kicked her out the door and said, we'll see you later. We're going to let God in the house. Man. Well, anyway. May I say to you tonight, there are a lot of people that way in our day and time, aren't there? I know of many that have been on fire wanting to do all they can for God. But then here comes that one that will discourage them instead of encourage them. Always got to be one, don't there? There's always got to be one. Says, bless me if you can, preacher. You've got 30 minutes. 25 maybe, really. Sad, ain't it? Picture this lady. She's running through the house frantically. I can see her arms up in the air. Waving her little white hanky. Hey man, saying, hey, God's done done something. But here are these people and they say, no, God really didn't do that. You are crazy. They say, Peter's not here. It must be his angel. You know, the one that's looking out for him. Friend, our last study, we got to thank God for answering our prayers. We know that he has done that many times in our life and in the six years we've been here. He's answered a lot of prayers. A lot of people may say God's not doing anything. Listen, if God's answering prayer, He's doing a lot. He's doing a lot. Not only has He answered many prayers for us, how many times has He really come through? He's come through for us. It's like He did in our text for Peter and for this people. But I wonder tonight, how many times have people wanted to just praise God's name or do something for God, but have been hindered all because of some people that discouraged them instead of encouraged them. You see what I'm saying tonight? What they were doing, uh, 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 I mean, we've discouraged people when what they're doing lines up with the Scripture. This lady was just saying, hey, Peter's at the door. God's heard our prayer. It's time to praise Him. But now this people discourage her. But we see that even with this people calling her crazy. Look what old Rhoda does. Bible said, but she constantly affirmed that it was even so. You know what she said? She said, y'all call me crazy? She said, y'all call me whatever you want to. But I know Peter's at that door. Amen. Couldn't you just picture him? Hey, friend, the world may call us crazy tonight, but I tell you what, friend, when they meet our God, they won't think we're crazy anymore. They just don't know and she said, you guys are the mad ones because God's answered our prayer. And despite the discouragement, she kept on going. That's what we need to do tonight as well. I'm telling you tonight, friend, there'll be many things on the road to discourage you. But I want to encourage you tonight. Keep going for the Lord. Don't you stop and don't you quit. Keep going. 
time to quit. Well, that's the first message I ever preached here. It's not time to quit. You remember that? Been six years ago. About time to preach her again, ain't it? When things get about six years old, you can preach them again. A friend tonight, listen. Let the naysayers go ahead and be naysayers tonight. But let you and I be the ones who just brag on God and keep on bragging. Because it's us tonight that God has truly been good to. I mean, friend, listen. It's us that He's saved from the devil's hell if you're saved tonight. It's us tonight that are saved that are going to heaven. We're going to see it someday. Friend, it's not a doubt. We're just waiting. Just waiting on the ride. Anyway, just waiting on the trip. Don't you let nobody discourage you tonight from serving God the way God wants you to serve Him. I mean that with all my heart. Don't you let your family discourage you. Don't you let the church discourage you. If they are, listen to me. I, I don't think they are here. That's why I'm preaching so good here. But if they are, just look and say, I'm going to do what God wants me to do if it lines up with the Scripture, I about guarantee you, I, I, if it lines up with the Scripture, I'll back you up on it. Amen. Don't let nobody discourage you from doing what God wants you to do. God's done too much for us to be discouraged. Has He not, really? Let's walk out of here tonight with our heads held high. Not in pride, but in thankfulness for all that God's done for us. Well, God's been good. But right here in our text, we see two kinds of people in this life. There, there are two kinds of people. We know they're saved and lost. We know that. There's two other kinds of people as well. Maybe there's four kinds of people now. Well, listen to me. There's the encourager and there's the discourager. My question to us tonight is this. Which one are you? Which one are you? Do we encourage people to go on for God? Listen to me, friend, if somebody over here starts waving their hand, why don't you just aid them on wave yours? Amen. Nothing wrong with that. One over here starts crying, say, pardon her, Lord. It's all right. Amen. Do we encourage people to go on for God? Or do we do like those that told Rhoda, oh, there's no way Peter's here. It's almost like they're saying, you're crazy. Just sit down. Just be quiet. Don't do nothing. When somebody's trying to do something for God, what kind of person are you? Have you discouraged or have you encouraged? It's a good question, ain't it? We should discourage people from sin. We should do that. But when they're in the right, we ought to encourage them to carry on. Carry on. It's kind of like a child when they get good grades. How many of you, how many of you, your child's got a good grade or, or made you something really pretty or something they thought was pretty, but it's pretty to you too because it means a lot that they made something for you? And how many of you said, oh, that's, that's terrible? You wouldn't do that, would you? I know y'all too good. Well, maybe you would. <laughs> no, but if they get good grades, they make something nice for you do. You encourage them. Right? Good job. Let's go out for ice cream. Amen. Everybody likes that. Friend, are you a discourager or an encourager? What are you tonight?
Better yet, what are you going to be from this point on in your life? We don't have any musicians to come tonight because the baby will cry on us. So if you will tonight, let's all stand with our heads bowed and our eyes closed tonight. And I'm not saying that.